You're using tactical empathy and the skills that we're going to go over with you to build rapport. Okay, once you build rapport, that's going to get you to the trust-based influence. Once you have a trust-based influence on the other side, that is when you can get that empathy reciprocated. You're not going to get it from them unless you're giving it in the first place. Once you have the empathy reciprocated, it's amazing. You have this little like understanding and you're like a team now working forward and that's when you get to that agreement. That's when you make that deal. When everyone is calm, the rapport gets built. You get the trust-based influence. You're using empathy so they're giving it back to you. Boom, things happen. So you can remember this little, you got the picture in your book, right? Yep. You can remember this little for the slides picture here in your mind and remember the things that you're going for. And it helps kind of give you a goal in your head. The faster you can build that empathy, the better off you're going to be. When you go into um, a Starbucks, I know a million people have probably heard this story, but are, can, you, can you negotiate at Starbucks? There you go. Can you bargain at Starbucks? The price is the price is the price, right? But you can negotiate. And how do you negotiate at Starbucks? Yeah, you, you're nice. You're nice. That's the bottom line is you're nice. Um, I don't remember which basic class, it, and some people might have been in this basic class. Or no, I think it was early on, because I think Derek was there, so no, maybe not. Um, one of the people that came into our basic class was so excited because they said they went into Chipotle and it was two o'clock in the afternoon and they didn't know what to say. So they said, wow, seems like you're busy. And then they looked around and went, there's literally no one here. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, I screwed that one up. But no, it, it actually went okay. Because the, the, the person at the register said, no, we're not busy yet, but we will be later. And that started the conversation and he was so excited because he got extra chicken on his burrito. <laughs> Did he bargain? No, he paid what he paid, but he got some extra chicken. So... At Starbucks, and I'm sure everybody's heard us talk about um, the, the postsecrets.com website where the, the guy basically said, hey, send us um, your secrets. We'll put them online and people can see you know, what, what you hide basically from other people and you can, everybody can share their secrets. It gives them an outlet, whatever. So someone sends them a Starbucks cup wrapped in cellophane with a note attached that says, I give decaf to people who are mean to me. So you tell me, can you negotiate at Starbucks? The scariest negotiation is the one you don't know you're in. But how do you know when you're in a negotiation? <laughs> Everything's a negotiation. <laughs> it's kind of not a bad way to look at it. Anybody know? Yeah, that's a good way to think about it too. We like to say, if you want or need anything, or if the person that you're talking to wants or needs anything, you're in a negotiation. Yes. If either one of you wants or needs something, you're in a negotiation. So when you go into Starbucks, what do you want? You want a cup of coffee. What do you also want? If you're like me, you want to make sure it has caffeine in it. So you're in a negotiation because if you're mean to the barista, you don't know what is in that coffee. So when you want or need anything, you're basically negotiating. So the best way to look at it is, I don't remember who said it, but you're pretty much always in a negotiation because most of the time you're wanting or needing something from somebody. Most of our interactions are around that. So if you concentrate on keeping tactical empathy at the forefront, making sure you're listening, talking less, listening more, you're in good shape already. We were talking with a group the other day that does medical sales. So they run into physicians who don't have much time. They're in between patients and they say, show me what you got. That's a great time to stop for a second and a real concrete answer of 
Seems like I'm catching you at a bad time. Are you opposed to carving out 30 minutes when it's more convenient for you? So now you've taken that interaction, not saying, hey, here's my product, take it, and they're going to not think anything about it and probably never call you back. And now you've taken it and basically giving them the autonomy of saying, oh, okay, you know, two weeks from today at 3 o'clock, we can talk for 30 minutes about it. So to give you a bit more of a concrete answer, that's what you're looking for. What if they say, no, I don't have the car out? Sounds like you're not interested in hearing what I have to say, or it, it sounds like this product is, is something that just doesn't make sense for you. Figuring out then, okay, well, why, why don't they have 30 minutes? They don't, do they not care? Do they not like you? Do they not like yeah. the product? Then start to figure out the dynamics behind it. Then at that point, if they only have five or ten minutes, are, are you now wasting your time talking to this person? Could, couldn't you go find five, ten, fifteen other people who actually care? Which is, once again, the autonomy from your side of being able to choose who you do business with. Are you the fool or are you, are you the favorite in that situation? <laughs> or if it gives that person, this is really busy, they have 10 minutes, and then you build a rapport from there and they build a relationship where you can, if it's a long term sale, like in medical sales, it's like you're going back, it's not just like a one and done. Sure, sure. And it, yeah, if, if maybe in 10 minutes you guys have a really great conversation and they're like, okay, you're listening to me, you're not just throwing your product at me. and I want to listen to you more. They're probably going to be more open to giving you time in the future rather than every other person that they listen to. Every other salesperson is like, hey, best thing since sliced bread. How do you like it? It's going to fit all your patients. And they're like, I don't have anybody that does this. Why are you selling me this? So give them that autonomy. Slip your foot into the door. Maybe it's a 10-minute intro talk, and then you set up time in the future. And just really quick, if you start out pitching game... You're pitching gain, pitching gain, pitching gain. That's not empathy. Okay. People can't hear what you have to pitch until you've demonstrated to them that you understand their perspective. So if you're going to try and sell something really quick in 10 minutes, quickly demonstrate their perspective. It seems like you're really busy. Um, you know, you, you, you may be so backed up with your schedule today, you may not have time to listen to all of this. And if they basically say no, but they're, they're almost receptive, you can say, it seems like maybe there's somebody else in the office that I could speak with, speak with. Maybe they'll put you with their assistant, or maybe they'll put you with somebody else. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can go about that. But the number one thing is stay conscious of what they're feeling or thinking, and don't pitch gain to them. Yes. Great point. Make it their 10 minutes. If it's their 10 minutes, people will talk over their own 10 minutes. Uh -huh. But what you want to do is you start asking them things or finding out what's important to them. They're not going to be worried about the time because they're doing the talking. So when they're doing the talking, you're keeping time also while you're listening. And you say, hey, you know, I, I told you I, did, I wouldn't take more than 10 minutes of your time. I know your time is valuable to you. Uh -huh. And now they're saying, wait a minute, well, I, I want to tell you more. Let them yeah. push the deadline, so in other words. Make it about them. That's what we're teaching all day long. Make it about them. 75 to 80% of the conversation should be about them. If you can do that, they're not going to be looking at the time because they're telling you their story. When you watch TV, when you listen to other conversations, when you're listening to the news, when you're, you know, 
eavesdropping on conversations at restaurants with those loud talkers. Listen for people to use the skills and then label them. Oh, that was a good label. Ooh, that was a good mirror. That's why when, when Troy earlier used the no or any question to say, would you, would you be against me saying something? No or any question. If, if you get yourself in that habit, it's like learning a foreign language. You always understand it before you can speak it really well. So if you start understanding it from we call it paving the neural pathway from the back door because you're, you're understanding it. It's cementing itself in your brain without you having to actively do it. But if you hear it, it's going to help you. If you recognize the skills when you hear them, even today, because we use them on purpose when we do this training, we do it like you, but like you noticed, like we structure it very specifically. So if you hear us do that, it's going to help with your reps to hear it and recognize it. Troy did this to me one time. And uh, honestly, I wasn't feeling good at the time, so I blame that. But he called me up and he said, you have two minutes for a quick phone call. And I said, sure, go ahead. So right about two minutes, he said, okay, well, you know, I want to be respectful of your time. It was him practicing what it was, and I fell for it. Because I want to be respectful of your time, you know, so, so you know, we should probably get off the phone. And I'm like, oh, no, no, let's just finish this now. 40 minutes later. <laughs> and then Troy's giggling. And I'm like, why are you giggling? So this, what I'm trying to point out to you, two different things here. One, it works. Mm -hmm. And two, even people that have been doing this for so long, if you're listening to me and you're making me feel understood, it feels good to me too. So I'm okay with that. It, it doesn't matter. Okay, this stuff works on Chris. Where's Brandon? This stuff works on Chris. When you can use an accusation audit on Chris and, it, and he goes for it, it works. And people say, well, someone's going to notice that I'm doing it. Okay, if the man doesn't notice that you're doing it, mm, you can do it without people noticing. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay? So it, it, don't get caught up in that.